Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Bienvenidos a Soy Violento, Soy Macabro Podcast. Yo soy Ali. Y yo soy Dee. Y hoy Dee les contará de un caso que sucedió en Teotihuacán, en la Ciudad de México. Constant harassments, threats, and bullying in school chained a young girl's vivacious smile and inspiration to be a nurse into avoiding anything that had to do with her studies. This week, we cover the case of Norma Lisbeth Ramos and how her tragic story shows how the school system and government failed her and how her family is trying to fight for justice and to change how the school system carries bullying. This is the tragic case of Norma Lisbeth Ramos. Advertencia. La información de este caso puede ser desencadenante para algunos. Tengan cuenta que algunos de estos casos pueden involucrar menores de edad, abuso, violación o violencia. Escuchen con precaución. Warning. The information on this case can be triggering to some. Please be advised that some of these cases may involve children, abuse, rape and violence. Listen with caution. decir que yo lo amaba, la quería mucho a mi hija, pero la gente que le quitó la vida de mi hija ya no tiene nombre. Yo perdí a mi hermana acerca del bullying y pues la verdad pues sí, sí es un dolor muy feo y pues yo les recomiendo a todos los niños que no se queden callados, que se acerquen a sus papás, que lo hablen, que denuncien si es necesario, igual que los del los de la fiscalía que les hagan caso a los niños porque a veces no toman en cuenta todo eso es una ley injusta eso es lo que a mí se me hace muy injusto porque pues es, son muy pocos años ¿no? lo que a lo mejor le darían sentencia a esta persona la recargué en mis brazos fue cuando ella cierra sus ojos y ya no me dijo nada llegamos al centro de salud y nos dicen que 10 minutos antes ella había perdido la vida normal Lisbeth Ramos was born on April 25th in 2008 in Teotihuacan, Mexico. She was the youngest of three children to Francisca Ramos. Her family and friends described her as being sweet, compassionate, and loving. And most importantly, her main goal in life was to study her hardest and become a nurse in order to help others. As a child in elementary school, Norma was bullied usually because of her economic status, but it usually was very manageable. 
it never went further than a few bully sessions here and there or maybe a few taunting but never nothing more than that it was era más like más verbal yeah no era nada físico era just kids being like little taunting and stuff but nothing ever major happened it was just very very light and the family kind of assumed that as she grew older things would change according to alma who is Norma's oldest sister told news outlets that during her middle school years it was a lot easier for Norma to deal with bullies mostly because we were living in a pandemic so anything that had to do with school everything was virtual there was no in school studies it, everything was just you know further distancing there was no such bullying happening to her within those few years And as school started to open up and classes started to um, be more in class, they were expecting the same relationship where people became more compassionate because of the pandemic and her bullying would stop. However, the bullying didn't become any easier. According to Alma, the bullying started from one classmate bullying her to slowly two, three, and eventually the rest of her classmates began to bully her. Norma's family told El Universal that her attacks began to bother her a lot more because it wasn't so much about her looks or her economic status. It just became very physical, whether they would push her to the wall or they would trip her. Things started to escalate slowly from being verbal to being physical. In the same article of El Universal, an interview with Laura, a fellow classmate and a, also a friend of Norma, she began to tell the outlet, quote, she dreamed of being a nurse and somehow her classmates would bully her for that as well. Laura continues to explain that Norma was suffering from constant attacks and insults during her time in school. She was afraid of speaking up about her attacks to her teachers and to her uh, the director of the school because she felt like that wasn't going to make it stop. Although she was going through a very hard time, Norma just constantly went to class. She avoided the fact that she was being bullied and continued going to school because she told her class her friend and her sisters that her, she had promised her mom that she was going to finish school in order to become a nurse and help other people so even through this turmoil that she was going through her her goal was to still help people and truly that shows how big of a heart this young woman had according to an interview with el universal laura continues to say quote Pido por su justicia. Lo que le pasó no se lo deseo a nadie. Hubo compañeros que fueron a su funeral solo para burlarse. Todo el tiempo hablaban de feo de ella. Todo el tiempo le ponían apodos, la aventaban cosas cuando llegaba al salón y vivía enfrentando muchas cosas feas. Le apodaban cosas feas como la tecate, la piojosa. Yo no sé por qué los, los niños son tan crueles. 
I don't, I mean, I don't know my experience. I, when I was in elementary, middle school, bullying, maybe a lo mejor si pasaba, because it's not something new, yeah. pero no se miraba tanto como ahora. Ahora es, 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 está pasando más. E, y se está empeorando, es el problema. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like cada vez que, que escuchamos estos casos se ven más y más yeah. violentos, más y más um, abusos verbalmente hasta el punto de quitarle la moral a una persona. Y es como que no entiendo por qué mm -mm. esto puede sucederle a alguien que no está haciendo nada malo a nadie. Yeah. No les estaba o sea, no tiene nada, nada de culpa. Yeah. And, and as we go along throughout this case, you just realize that they really had no right to bully her. I mean, bullying in general isn't isn't uh, any justification for anything. Exactly. Pero la misma vez te pones a pensar de que cuál era el punto de esto? Por qué estaban haciendo eso? Was it like because everybody was doing it and it was a, the thing to do, or or was there an actual cause? Because according to her family, there was no reason for people to bully her. Yeah, there's never a reason. It shouldn't need, debería de pasar bullying. No. Los niños agarran cualquier cosa just to start, cualquier cosa. Just to start yeah. making fun of someone, to put them down, y no saben al extremo que yeah. esto puede y llegar. No, no entienden. No, Exactamente. I mean, uh, siempre estamos escuchando de, de muchos de los casos que, de, de bullying, de que muchos de los niños que, que son like, bullied in school either get bullied to the point that they move out of school, move out of the city, go to a different private school or whatever, or they end up sadly committing suicide because they can't handle that much harassment. Porque and and it, yeah. it, it's, it's yeah. a lot. According to Alma, the main aggressor for Norma's abuse in school was Asahara Aileen, a 14-year-old classmate that had bullied her for years because of her curly hair, the color of her skin, and the fact that Norma and her family were poor. Which to me is so hurtful because I mean, going to school here in LA you see a lot of kids that don't have a lot of money for anything. Like even living in the States you see that. And for me to see somebody get bullied for their color of their skin their hair texture the fact that they're poor is completely baffling. But there's still people out there that, that do these things and, and think that that's a justification to make fun of somebody and, and to put them down and just harass yeah. them. And it's tragic. You know, say que se ganan. And that's typically lo que pasa. Um, someone who bullies, it's because either they're being bullied, they're going through some, they're going through something in their own home. Y no, yeah. no saben cómo a veces sacarlo y se desquitan con las personas equivocadas. The victim starts to internalize what is being told to them. Right? Yeah. Si, imagínate a diario, eres pobre, eres fea, tienes el pelo así, tu piel, this, 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 and that. It gets to a point where sometimes the victims start thinking, man, are they right? Maybe they are right. And that's when the whole self-esteem issue start. And that's so sad. It is because even like I I completely forgot to include this in the beginning, but her sister actually says that before she went to school, 
like when, during the pandemic, her sister was really happy, not because of what was happening in the pandemic, but because she saw her sister be happy and excited to to learn and to become an, a nurse and and to study. And she never thought of herself as ugly or being different. She no. she didn't. Yeah, she didn't have a low self-esteem. Right. But as soon as she went into her freshman year in high school, you can see that switch of her not smiling as often, her not giving eye contact, her being very shy or very timid. And you could just see the the dim of her light just switch and do like a 360 and like be a completely different person. And that's how her family knew that she was going through something because she wasn't acting like her normal self. Mm -hmm. She was, she had become a whole different version of herself, even though she was still a sweet and compassionate and, and very kind hearted human. It was different. And that's how her family truly understood the fact that there was something wrong in school. According to Alma, Asahara was the main aggressor. However, Asahara also told other classmates to join into the attacks. She told other people that were trying to hang out with Norma that if she saw them get close to Norma or become friends with Norma or even talk to Norma, that she would go after them and bully them and attack them. As soon as Norma would come into school, she would be constantly bombarded with attacks stuff would be thrown at her she would be pushed around she would be tripped she would be called names she would be just completely humiliated in front of the whole school the bullying became intense to the point that people would follow her into the bathroom and threaten to fight her these bullies would tell her that if she reported any of this abuse to the teachers or to the directors that she would get beaten up. In an interview with Venga la Alegría, Alma told the interviewer, quote, Ella denunció a estos hechos. A los maestros, ellas no hicieron nada. Dice, las personas que las deben, de, los adultos que la deben de estar protegiendo en la escuela, que le diga eso. Yeah. That's just... Exactly. And when actually when Norma eventually told professors that she was being bullied, they basically dismissed it and said, oh, well, that happens to teenagers. Wow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> bullying eventually started happening in front of teachers and staff, and yet they didn't do anything to stop the actions. At some point, a professor eventually told Norma, Girls will be girls. How are these people teachers? I, I can never understand. I don't get it. On February 20th, 2023, Asahara confronted Norma and told her that she wanted to fight her the next day and that she better show up because she wanted to fight her. So something happened on February 20th or the day before February 20th that pushed Asahara to confront Norma to want to fight her, to physically hurt her just because she wanted to. Norma did nothing. But at this point, Asahara wanted to do something to her, to fight her. 
As usual, Norma goes to the director and told and told her that Asahara wanted to fight her. That he had she had threatened her and told her that she wanted to fight her. And the director again dismissed it, disregarded it, and didn't even pay attention to her pleads. She waited a minute to see if anything changed, and she left home. When she arrived home, she told her mother about what happened at school. In the interview with Venga La Alegría, Francisca tells the interviewer that she had plead with her daughter for her not to go to this fight. She told her, you know, you can possibly hurt yourself or she could hurt you or you can hurt her. Just don't go. Just avoid it. Just don't pay attention to it. To this, Norma said that she was ready to stand up for herself. She said that she couldn't take the bullying anymore. And that if she didn't show up, she would still get taunted because she didn't show up. And that she just wanted to fight her to get it over with. On the evening of February 22nd, 2023, around 54 yards away from the front steps of her school, Norma and Asahara began to approach each other and began to fight. Norma was finally sticking up to her bully. At this moment, a group of her classmates started to surround the girls and they started to encourage the fighting. In a viral video that has gone throughout the world, you can see Asahara in a school uniform wearing a skirt and, and her top pulling the other girl, which is Norma, wearing pants and a white shirt, to the ground, hitting her and punching her. With so much anger, just, I, I can't even begin to explain it, but she is brutally attacking this young girl, dragging her through the, through the dirt. During this video, you can hear her classmates chanting and telling Asahara, to grab her, to punch her, to push her, to force her to the ground. These same classmates were recording the whole thing. They were recording the violent acts and cheering Sahara on. At some point, they were telling Norma to fight back. But they kept recording. They kept laughing. Sí recuerdo ese video, se mira como que Norma no, no estaba dándole a Sahara, era Sahara la que le estaba dando más a ella, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 It was At so some hard point, watching that video. When it came out on the news, I was, was like, I cannot, I can't watch this. Yeah. At some point, Norma just stopped fighting. <sighs> She just let her, let her just hit her. In one of these violent acts, Asahara grabs a stone and hits Norma in the head many times. During this altercation, classmates say that at a distance you can see teachers at the front of the school doing absolutely nothing to stop the altercation. Asahara struck Norma again one more time with the stone. And then neighbors around the school called the police. 
Again, teachers, staff, nor the director of the school said anything to the police. They just went along with their day. However, the neighbors saw the fight happening and called the police and asked for help. That's when Norma ran to the neighbors with a bloody nose and sat down next to a rock. As they tried to talk to her, she didn't say a thing. In this video that a neighbor recorded, you could see Norma bleeding profusely off out of her nose and not even saying a word. She couldn't even talk. The neighbor starts asking her questions about who, what's her name, where is she from, what is her turno de, de clases, because in Mexico they have a specific time slot for, for classes. And she couldn't even answer any of that. At this point, the a neighbor grabs the credencial de, de, of, of Norma, where it says all of her information, and that's when the recording ends. During this time, Norma is taken to the hospital. And in the hospital, they run an x-ray and they tell her that she has a broken nose. They give her medication for the broken nose and send her home. Hmm. Okay. This girl was hidden. Le pegaron con una piedra mm -hmm. en la cabeza, me imagino. Y dijeron yep. que nada más it was a broken nose. Mm -hmm. Okay. Days passed by and Norma didn't feel any better. She started to feel dizzy. She would have dizzy spells. She would fall um, and faint. And um, she would tell the doctors that she felt very nauseous. Again, the doctors just would see her, didn't really interact with her, gave her medication and told her to go home. In one of these times that she returned home, the director actually pulled both Asahara and Norma into the director's office and told them that they were going to be suspended for a month with exceptions to two days for exams. But other than that, they, they, they were suspended and they had to be home. Francisca tells the interviewers that Asahara was proud of what she did to her daughter, that she was proud that she had broken her nose. She explains during a meeting, that meeting with the director that Asahara declared that Norma was at fault because she did not she did not avoid the beating and she couldn't even learn how to defend herself. The directors of the school ended up suspending the two students, one for physically hurting her classmate and the other one for attending the fight. That is a stupid reason. Yeah. Francisca is quoted as saying, la, la agredida era Norma Lisbeth, y a pesar de ello, la suspendieron. Mi hija por ir y la otra chica por golpearla. Dijo que ella le pegó, pero mi hija tenía la culpa porque no metió las manos. According to the director, she told both Asahara's family and Norma's family that they were both suspended and that they needed to split the medical bills. According to Norma's family, Asahara's parents weren't upset that her daughter was fighting or that her daughter was bullying. They were upset at the fact that they had to pay the medical bills. Well, ahí tienes tu respuesta. ¿Por qué la muchacha mm -hmm. es así? Yeah. According to Alma, they didn't even bother to apologize on behalf of Asahara. 
Instead, they were upset that they had to pay half of the medical bills. They believed that they should pay less than what the half of the bill was. I know. Over the weeks, Norma's health began to decline. She continued to feel nauseous and lost conscious several times during those weeks. Sadly, on March 13th, the injuries turned fatal. The morning of March 13th, Alma and Norma were having breakfast in their home. However, Norma was diffi- had difficulty of keeping her food down. So she spent most of her days in, the, in bed, throwing up at the side of her bed. At one moment, Alma heard Norma yell from her room. And before she even finished her meal, she ran towards her sister. According to Alma, her sister had asked her if she could pass her the bucket because she felt nauseous again. She ended up placing the bucket next to her sister's bed and curled up against her as they talked. She rubbed her back and placed Norma's head on her chest, caressing her and comforting her. All of a sudden, Norma just closed her eyes and passed out. And after that, she never woke up again. Norma was rushed to the hospital where doctors gave her, gave her family the tragic news that Norma had passed away. According to the doctors, Norma had severe head trauma during the altercation that caused swelling to the brain. The, the, what's more infuriating is that they never decided to run any sort of scan on Norma. They just kept mentioning that these were small injuries that they were just going to go away with medicine that they provided for her. But that's what I find Norma, crazy. Yeah, no, Lisa, yeah. yeah, that's that's it was just nada más la vieron. Oh, it's a broken nose. Yeah. Nothing else. Nothing else. Alma explains that her sister died in her arms and that from that moment on, she was determined to fight for her sister. Oh, yeah. She She told reporters that that was the moment she knew she had to fight for justice. After Norma's death, Alma reached out to the director of the school to inform her that Norma had passed away. In an interview with Venga la Alegría, Alma depicts the following. No, hasta ahorita nada. Después de que mi hermana falleció, yo sí fui y le dije a la directora que mi hermana falleció y lo único que ella se quedó en shock. Dijo, no sé ni qué decirte. Yo agarro, me salgo de dirección, ya no le dije nada. Desde ahí ya no supimos nada de la directora en decirnos por qué pasó esto o mínimo que nos diera el pésame, pero ni eso se dignó la directora. It's frustrating. Que nadie de estos adultos hicieron algo. Los doctores no hicieron más exámenes porque no tenían la seguridad. O... Uh, from everything that I've read, uh-huh. she, they, they, it, it was basically that they never offered it to her. Okay. So they never went ahead and said, like, they just looked at her, saw that she had a broken nose, did an x-ray on her nose, called it that a day. Okay. But they, other than that, they never asked, like, like, asked her more questions. Like, oh, what happened? 
what what was the issue do you, you know like any like normal doctors would ask you questions right. about an injury or how did you injure yourself or anything they just looked at her saw that it was broken they did a scan on her nose and then just said it was a broken nose and then when she came back because she went for a second time she told them that she was feeling nauseous and that yeah. you know that that yeah that she would have fainting spells they just gave her medication and sent her home so they never did anything they never provided a scan or anything and not until her passing did her family like after they told her what she died of because it only happened within a couple of days like she literally died in a couple of days they didn't know what had happened to her they didn't see her get hit with the rock or the stone because according to like I guess from my, from what I'm assuming because or, or from what they were saying is like they never really realized that she was hit okay. they only assumed that nor because Norma didn't mm, even know so what happened yeah yeah okay. yeah so uh. yeah so at this point like she didn't even she herself didn't even know hmm. and they didn't know until the video went viral they saw the video and then they okay. and the um, and from her cause of death That's okay. all. Okay. Por eso se me hacía raro porque los doctores no dijeron, oh, let's run a, you know, yeah, exam. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, I would assume that's what happens. I mean, cuando alguien yeah. se lastima, dan un golpe en la cabeza, and you go to the doctor's like, okay, let's run all these tests. That's what I was yeah. wondering. Did they not know? Or was it because there was, like, issues with, like, insurance or something? Or... Yeah. Okay. Uh, From my understanding. No se acordaba tampoco. Yeah. I didn't even know what yeah. happened. She, she couldn't even talk. Yeah. yeah. She, she couldn't yeah. even talk. Yeah. Shortly after her her tragic death, Norma's family had a, held a visual at their home right before her burial. According to El Universal, Laura told the news outlet that she found out about her friend's death through her classmates because it was going through around through different classmates that she had passed away. And when she asked her teacher about it, the teacher confirmed that she had died. She said that right after she found out, she went to the home of Norm Norma's home and saw the vigil. A few minutes later, she saw classmates arriving to Norma's home. And they began to make fun of her, even at her deathbed. What? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. All these kids need help. Exactly. Let Even after death. That. The parents and these kids need help. Exactly. How is that okay? I know. Even after death, Norma was still being, being bullied. Even at her place of peace, she was still being bullied. It came to the point that she wasn't even be, being bullied at school anymore. She was bullied at her own home. In an interview with Van, Vanguardia, Stephanie who is another Norma's, of Norma's friends, explains that Azahara no estaba sola. Pues hubo otros compañeros que con, constantemente la agredían a ella y a otros estudiantes. So it wasn't only Azahara, but it was many more people that were doing this. She also is quoted as saying, quote, Queremos que no solo la investiguen a ella. No era ella sola. Había varios niños que nos golpeaban y nos amenazaban. 
con que nos, no, habla, no habláramos. Queremos que todo cambie y que ya no sigan esos, esos niños en las escuelas porque se nos fue norma, pero seguimos varios que también somos víctimas de bullying. Asahara Eileen fue detenida por la muerte de Norma Elizabeth el 22 de marzo del 2023. According to the law in Mexico, the maximum sentence for a person that commits murder is 40 to 70 years, while a minor can only serve the maximum of five years in a correctional facility. In this correctional facility, they provide therapy, schooling, and group activities. This means that Asahara, who is currently 14 years old, if she's proven guilty and is given the maximum sentence as a minor, she will turn 18 during her sentencing and she would have to stay one extra year in this facility and will have the possibility of being released to society. Norma's family demands that the Ministry of Administrator of Public Education, the State of Ministry of Education, and the Attorney General Office of the State of Mexico to carry out a deep investigation and establish responsibilities. Norma Lisbeth's family also joined in a march to protest in front of City Hall to meet the mayor, Mario Paredes de Torre, about the case, but the doors were closed in front of their face with no response. The march started at Norma's home. They walked all the way from her home to the point of her school, then to where she was murdered, eventually leading up to City Hall. They ended up closing the roads that led to City Hall in order to get the attention of the mayor of the city. During the protests, they were informed that the director of the school was dismissed and the investigated folder of the death of this minor was going to be integrated for further investigation. This, the case is still in delegations and the family is still fighting for justice. There are still no concrete answers of what might happen to Asahara or what will happen with Norma's case. Norma Lisbeth was a kind and generous daughter and friend. She had so much life to live and was excited to finally turn 15 years old. She was going to turn 15 years in April and she wanted to celebrate her quinceañera. She wanted the dress, she wanted the party. But due to her economic status, her mother only promised her a cake. But now instead of providing her a quinceañera, They decorated the home of where they lived with balloons and a cake to celebrate Norma's 15 years. However, her life was taken away by somebody who had so much hatred in her heart. And even though she didn't hurt anyone, she is still impacting the world. This is the tragic case of Norma Lisbeth Ramos. Quiero que ella descanse en paz también, porque yo sé que se va a hacer justicia. Y yo sé que mi hermana, ante el cielo, ella va a hacer justicia también y nos va a llevar al lugar donde tenemos que ir. Y yo se lo dije a mi hermana en su tumba, que no me importa llegar hasta donde fuera, pero que su caso no se iba a quedar así. No, 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 no. I was 
going to ask. Um, I'm remembering from, from the news. Mm -hmm. um, Asahara trató de escaparse, ¿no? Se quiso como esconder de las autoridades. She, like, ran away with her mom. Was so, according... Was, right? So, according to, from what I read and from the research that I did, they said that she ran away or that she wanted to cross the border to the right. U.S. Hmm. But, um, according to the investigation and, and, and the investigators, it, that was a lie. Oh. Um, she was actually at home with her mom. Ah. And they arrested her at home. There was also rumors that went after she got arrested and she was sent to the facility that she would also was trying to commit suicide. But um, people within the, the facility said that it was a lie, that she wasn't trying to commit suicide. Um, but again, they, the family, uh, uh, Norma's family has yet to hear anything from uh, Asahara's family, any sort of apology, any sort of remorse. Oh, no. Um, no and, nada. Yeah. And, and there still isn't there there's still there isn't a conclusion to the case which is still you know bothering bothersome but there's only some there there's only so much you can do and say right now like in this case because it's still up in the air yeah. um but uh yeah the the they're still fighting for it and I'll include like any sort of resources if I you know continue finding stuff I'll I'll include them in the description below tanto odio que esta yeah. niña le tenía a Norma for who knows what she thought was acceptable like her reason was which it, it's not nothing's acceptable to do this to someone it, it's just I know and I said this before we said it even in the last episode we're not blaming the parents 100% no right because sometimes there are great parents and their kids make dumb decisions right yeah. but For a child to be this aggressive, tan agresiva, tan violenta, y luego para que los papás no acepten la responsabilidad de lo que hizo, lo que hizo su hija, that shows a lot. That speaks yeah. a lot of the, the type of values or morals that this kid was taught. Yeah, it, it shows the parental values that, that this child has. And... I remember hearing an interview with Alma and she was saying, you can tell that this child saw a lot of oh, yeah. aggression in her life mm -hmm. to grab, to under to be so angry, to want to fight her sister and to grab a rock and decide to hit her with the rock just shows that it, it's so much hatred in her. And she had to learn that from somewhere. Yeah. Mm hmm. And like to me, when I when I read this case and I heard about this case, I was like, there has to be there has to be more to the story than her just wanting to bully somebody. Oh yeah, and her just salir algo. Yeah. yeah, but but my but also the fact that she basically forced all these other classmates to want to mm -hmm. do such a thing and and. And bombard the fight and 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 you know yell these things at them while they're fighting. It also shows the fact that the parenting that happened within these children within these this, this classroom or, or this school that those kids also need some sort of like relearning of of what this is. 
you know, I, I'm yeah, probably what, not saying it correctly. What is okay and what is okay? Because yeah. yeah, yeah, that's not right. Because it, it's it it was completely out of control, and none none of these kids were like, "Hey, we can't do this." Right. This is somebody that that's also like a, a kid. Like we can't hurt this kid. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's friends that were you know that were still behind Norma and were still protective of her and cared about her. But it doesn't, it, it has to come from more than just one person. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, it has to be people that actually thinks and says, you know, this isn't right okay. and stop yeah. it. Porque so, tienen 14 this, años, ¿no? 14. Yeah. So I can, yeah. I can, 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 bueno, si yo me meto, también me pueden lastimar y va a salir peor. Yeah. Pero si nos agarramos en bola, we can stop one person. Yeah. Or run yeah. to the teachers or run to a neighbor or call the police. Like, you, yeah. you could have done something, but they stood there. Yeah. Yeah. And and the worst part is that the teachers didn't do anything. The directors well, didn't yeah. do anything. And the people that actually did something were the neighbors. They saw something happening and they decided to stand up for Norma. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry, but there's supposed to be some sort of empathy from these empathy and sympathy from these these staff members within the school to be a little bit more like, okay, this matters. This is a child. I need to help yeah. this child. I need to stop this from happening. So it's not only that the government failed her, but the, the school system failed her like even the fucking doctors failed her like how many more people does it take to change how this girl lived her life like the only people that cared about her was her family and other than that nobody cared about her whether whether she got hit she got you know bullied was physically abused verbally abused like Nobody cared. Yeah, porque va a ir una segunda vez al doctor y decirle, me siento mal, tengo dolor de cabeza, mareos, they should have done, okay, let's do something else. Yeah. Even if, even if they didn't know that she was hit on the head, si alguien viene, we've all experienced, you know, when we go to a doctor, we share symptoms, we're like, okay, well, let's run these tests just to make sure that yeah. everything is okay. Yeah. They should have done that. But, yeah. It just, it, it just, it, it's unbelievable that in this time, it's unbelievable and unfortunately, it's, it's not even hard to believe just with all the crime that's going on in the world. Yeah. It just continues going and going. Yeah. And it goes, a lot of it continues going back to these parents. What's going on in the homes? Why are kids so aggressive? It, it exactly. reminds me right now, um, you probably saw it in las noticias de la maestra, los papás que le pegaron a la maestra, porque la maestra, no sé qué, era un niño, I don't know cuánto yeah, tenía I had, niño. I had seen it today yeah. I, while I was doing, mm-hmm. while I was finishing the research for this case. Yeah. It, it came up a lot, but like I was like, okay, I need to focus on one thing at a time, but I can only imagine. No me acuerdo por qué el niño dijo algo de la maestra y los papás se enojaron, fueron a la escuela la golpearon a la maestra. The mom is like, wow. la traía de los pelos y el niño is like chanting. Like, the little kid, he's probably oh, like in elementary, like young, like first, second grade. From the video, se mira chiquito niño. He's yeah. laughing. While the mom is hitting the teacher. And the dad threatened 
even the teacher and like another staff member. Like, how is this okay? You showing this to your kids, this is not okay. You're showing them that it's okay to, oh, if things don't go your way, it's okay to use violence. Yeah. That's that's not okay. It's not. It, it, it shows isn't. that it it shows that there is no sense of communication. There is no sense of of having any consequences or anything. Like it just shows that you can get your frustration out yeah. by hitting somebody oh, and yeah. it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay to it's hurt like, someone. It's like, no, it's not. It's not. Like, what kind of world are we living in where it's okay to do this to a child, to a, an adult, to anybody? Anyone. It's yeah. not okay. Hasta los animales. No. People are just, people are losing their sense of compassion. People are losing. It truly is. It, it's just, it's, it's. It's gotten to the point that you're like, you wish you could, you could understand and and especially after going through such a a very historical event like a fucking pandemic you feel like you, there would be more fucking empathy in this oh, world yeah. that people would care about each other but at this point you're just like people are losing their mind and they don't care what happens it's only about feeling their own emotions getting their own take in life and just getting their needs met yeah it's like, no, there's, you're not, the world doesn't revolve around you. It revolves around the world and, and you are not the center of it. It's frustrating. It is. But yeah, Anyways. I think that's all I wanted to say. Yeah. Because we, we can go for hours. We can go for hours for this. this. Well, um, again, uh, this was the case for this week. Uh, we really appreciate that you guys are here and listening to us and and uh, and just hearing these cases um you can listen to the rest of our 79 episodes on spotify apple podcasts on amazon music and on google podcasts just type in so we'll do my cover podcast and you can find our whole um catalog there or you can download the latina podcaster network app and type in so we'll some capital podcast and our catalog will be there as well you can follow us on our social media platforms on instagram tiktok twitter or x now um and threads at at svsm underscore podcast or you can go on facebook and type so we'll some capital podcast and we should be there um you can talk to us dm us leave us comments we will reply as quickly as possible and um, thank you a lot for sharing your stories, sharing suggestions. Um, we read them. We appreciate you guys for doing that. We have a notes app, uh, a notes application where we write all of these down. And trust me, we're getting to them. Just give us time. <laughs> um, other than that, uh, anything yeah, else? Have a good weekend. Have a great weekend. Stay hydrated. Keep the pets indoors. Keep them cool. Yeah. Crack si open the AC. Zapatitos. Oh my god. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, I just really like seeing dogs with little shoes. My yeah, hate, mine hate the shoes, but I love seeing dogs with shoes. Pónganle zapatitos o salgan a caminar bien temprano. Bien temprano yeah. o en la tarde Buenas cuando noche. baje el sol. Yeah. Mm -hmm. O en la noche. Mm -hmm. um, also, quick hack. Put some chicken stock in ice cubes and give them to your dogs. They love that shit. Mm -hmm. They'll go crazy for it. 
Anyways, um, yeah, that's it for this week. Nos vemos la próxima semana. And yeah, we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Have a great weekend, guys. Bye. Stay spooky.